0: Good afternoon, and welcome to Trib Talk. I'm Kathy Stevenson, and today we're talking about the Utah health order that bans alcohol service at bars and restaurants at 10 a.m. After operating under the order for more than four weeks, many bars that have been profitable local establishments say they are on the verge of going out of business. Last week, the group of owners sent a letter to Governor Gary Herbert asking him to lift the restrictions. Joining us today to talk about the letter and the state of bars in Utah is Kirk Benson, owner of Twist Bar and Bistro in Salt Lake City. Welcome Kirk.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, And we have Dave Morris, owner of Piper Down and Handle Bar in Salt Lake. Thanks for being here, Dave.
2: Thanks uh piper down handlebar ice house i
0: know i didn't have enough i know it's like this long list is there a bar you don't own (laughs) right
1: (laughs) well pretty soon he'll probably own me too so that's all right he's he's a great operator and a good bar owner so
0: (laughs) well hey let's maybe just start uh like with a status report of what has been happening at your each of your bars since that 10 p.m ban went into effect i don't know uh Kirk, you want to start? What what's happening at Twist?
1: I, you know, I think that the uh, I speak for probably the majority of the bars where we've just been absolutely, you know, pretty much shut down. You know, in in our great state of Utah, I know that a lot of people think that the, maybe there, a lot of people don't drink, but surprisingly, they do, and they even if they don't drink, they like. Coming into our places for our great food that we offer and the great atmosphere and so on and so forth, but but the majority of them show up between nine thirty and ten thirty, and the majority of our business is done between ten p.m. and one a.m. So this is crushed, absolutely crushed our businesses. Our employees can't get shifts because we can't afford to hire them, to keep them on. We we I mean literally we're in there working ourselves instead of bringing in people because we can't afford to pay them when we're not even making a 20th of what we would even during the pandemic before this 10 o'clock, uh, ban on alcohol. is just, it's just very, very devastating.
0: Dave, Dave, what about you Go Like you've got several bars. So what, what are you seeing?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, and my bar is a little bit different than, than twist. Um, you know, we're more, neighborhoody, I mean mo- most of them. They're kind of neighborhoody and mm-hmm. uh really food focused. And um you Kurt was talking about from last year versus this year, and then last month versus this month. It That's just that. it's like oh, it just oh. we're diving. It, it we went uh when when we opened back up, surprisingly we had a lot of support. People were going out and uh but we, we didn't really have a lunch business, like mm. where we used to, you know, get people. Well, now people are working from home, so they're not coming out for lunch. And we're like, well, that's okay. You know, we still have our, our nighttime business. So people are, do, you know, getting their work done and then going out for dinner or, or you know, late night mm-hmm. um, our late night eaters. But then that went away. So now all we have is like that time that anywhere else you'd call happy Happy hour is illegal here too. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so really, I mean, it's really taken away we're, your ability. You know, to, yeah,
2: we're just wiped out. Wiped out. Uh, I mean, from last year to this year, we're down. Uh, I don't know, percent. You know, somewhere in the middle. It's kind of close to being cut in half a lot of you know most of the time. And then from last month to this month, it's chopped in half again. And I've got i've got bartenders and cocktail servers like they're they're still coming to work and they're just not doing anything like people people are walking up to the front door at quarter to (laughs) ten still and we're like hey we close at ten i'm sorry like um and it it doesn't make any sense to just keep the kitchen open makes no sense um
0: that's kind of what they said well you can still serve serve food after 10 o'clock but that doesn't really make sense for a bar oh yeah
2: (laughs) yeah well and and the way the way the bars price their food the bars the, the food is a draw at a bar to get people to come in and have have drinks you know your markup on food is next to nothing compared to the markup that we get on uh on on alcohol and beer so and then it's the higher ticket, uh, the higher tickets are what the servers get paid on because they're getting 20 or 30% of the higher tickets. So it's not just coming in and, Oh, great. We sold some burgers and fries and turning tables. Like we don't have the table turn at, at 10 o'clock. It's people come in and, you know, run up a hundred dollars tab. That's, that's what we're, that's stay in business. And then the the other really crazy thing, and I'll maybe I'm venting a little bit, but um, we have, I mean, I I have a hundred and fifty plus employees who don't know Tuesday if they're working or not. You know, like they don't know I, like this schedule was dropped on us, the like the restrictions dropped on us the day before, right? Like how about a week? Like, like I, I employ moms and dads and students and, you know, people have to work out their, their kid situation and you know, their other jobs and stuff like that and just drop this thing like, Oh, you're not going to work after 10 um, or, or you're not, we don't need you on the shift at all. Or we're cutting down shifts. I mean, there's, there's a lot of mechanics that go into just shutting off a tent. And my karaoke DJ, oh, yeah, we don't need you anymore. And the bands and the, I mean, it goes on and on and on that just drop of a hat. Why did it have to be tomorrow? Why couldn't it have been in seven days? And we've been shut down for, what, a month now? And numbers, this wasn't the silver bullet that (laughs) that they are looking for. Numbers are still going up. And the people are leaving our places at 10 o'clock. And They're not going home and going to bed. They're they're going out. Like I listen to them when they're walking out the door. Hey, where are we going to go? Oh, uh, let's stop at Maverick and grab a twenty four pack and go over to my house where there's no sanitation. You know, there's
0: no yeah, masks, there's, no there's, social no distancing. Masks. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, we we operate the same way at eleven p.m. That we do at six thirty p.m. We don't shove the tables together, and <laughs> you know
0: well, that's the that's they things, can take
2: their
1: masks off yeah. that.
0: That was one if, of the things in the letter, safe, right? I was like, that was yeah, one of the if, things if in the if letter.
1: Yeah, we're not safe at, yeah, we're not safe at eleven
0: here.
2: p.m. We're, if we're not safe at eleven p.m., we're not safe at six. <laughs> you because know? you already have
0: regulations you had to follow, Kurt. You kind of talked about that in the letter, right? The you already yeah. have to follow CDC rules, right? I mean, they're strict. You have distancing and masks and sanitation. And um, and why is that not enough uh, for the state?
1: You know, and that's the crazy part is, you know, uh, and there's, there's some bars. Dave and I aren't dumb to think that there's some bars that are really not adhering to what they should be doing. However, the good majority of us are doing the right thing. Okay? And we're not only are we adhering 100 percent to what the cdc has given us as guidelines in order to open back up after the mandate or risk a huge fine or a closure i mean these are serious things but people like dave like green pig like you know my bar and some of these other really good people out there that are trying to stay open and trying to be a good part of the community and helping with this pandemic We've taken it a step further, we're taking temperatures, which isn't required in the, by the CDC. We're, we're ensuring that, you know, there's multiple hand sanitizer stations and doing different things that are clearly not mandated to, for us to stay open, but we do it. And so again, we have the safest, Dave was just saying this, we have the safest place for people to go drink and have a good time than anywhere else. I mean, now what's happening, and this is the crazy thing, and Dave, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a couple of places downtown that are like uh, abandoned, or they're not uh, open right now, and people are renting these spaces, charging a hundred dollars a head, and bringing in a bunch of people. No masks required, no social distancing required, no hand sanitizers. None of that. None of that is happening, and they're jamming it and making a ton of money because we're closed. And that's what's happening. You know, there's multiple things that have gone on here. First of all, our numbers have not gone down. They've gone up since this, since the mandate went in place in November 8th, they've gone up, okay? So no and if buts about it, this clearly isn't working. The second thing is, I don't know if you saw the numbers today but our unemployment went up this last week that they had by 35%, guess what? Where do you think that 35% came from? The hospitality workers, the Governor Herbert and the, and the CDC is saying, hey, screw you guys, because this is we're going to do this. And that's just the way it is. And then three weeks of us begging for a conversation with these guys, and they will not even respond to us. They won't respond to the media. They won't respond to me. I've called or emailed every other day for over three weeks and have yet to get a response. This is ridiculous. Sorry. You can you tell him a no, little bit? No,
0: no, no. That was my question. Has, did the letter like, like more, do anything good? Right? Did you hear? You haven't heard anything from the governor or his office?
1: or? No. Uh, so after he extended the mandate for, what was it, eight days? It was some weird random number to the 17th. So it was like, it wasn't a week. It wasn't two weeks. It was... I don't know maybe it was convenient for his schedule so that he could hurry and have a press conference and do what he does and then get out of town because you know right now he's a lame duck right i mean he's not it clearly doesn't care about getting reelected or anything else like that so maybe that's why he's not responding so what we did is we actually filed a lawsuit on behalf of many bars this morning at 10 it, it was filed at like 10 well, we started at 1030, but there was so many bars involved. It took us until probably about 1050 before it was officially filed. And, you know, it, it, clearly he doesn't want to have a conversation as a good governor or a good person. So well, now we're going to sue the state of Utah and see if maybe we can get some response. The biggest thing is if Dave, me and all these other people that try to do the right thing and are great employers and have great teams that work with us, if we're going to have to put them out of uh, shut down and do this if they really believe that's the right thing to do fine fine we'll do it but use some of that 300 million dollars that's up there that came from the federal government and help us compensate us for our losses and our team members and the team members are the most important things dave and i will make it through it we we'll be fine it's the it's the it's the moms and dads that dave was talking about that are sitting there going okay i haven't worked for almost for over a month now I've got Christmas coming up. I got car payments coming up. I got rent coming up. What do I do? And that's the key right now.
0: So are you looking for more in the lawsuit? Are you looking for more money for employees then like maybe a, an unemployment benefit? What, what kind of are you looking for?
1: So the lawsuit, we didn't ask for any money. We asked for the mandate to the end. Okay. Okay. There's, I believe, I believe that the next step would be to go back and ask for some compensation. But right now, if we, can just get it to end and let us be the safe place that the CDC had already approved us to be mm-hmm. then we can get back to business and we can get some money going flowing back to our uh, to the hospitality workers
0: so dave if the cares money was was allocated to the hospitality industry where would you put it what would you do with some cares money what do <laughs> you think's the best thing to do with it
2: we we've come up we've come up with some really good some really good ideas i I personally feel the best, the best use of that money would be give. Let us use a, a like a, a shift differential. Let me pay each one of my tipped employees an extra two hundred bucks per shift that they show up and work, not six hundred bucks to stay home. Yeah, these people. Are Amen. Oh, Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: supplement i mean it's like kind of like the That's- ppp loan you supplement somebody's income while they're working right
2: well it, yeah and while they're working so it, we don't want we don't want them to leave i don't yeah. want to have to rebuild my staff when when this 10 p.m thing is lifted i want my staff and i want them taken care of it's just really not fair to them that they're coming to work like they're supposed to on their schedule, and their shift is cut three hours short. So that's the time that they'd make that money. Yeah. So they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're basically I making minimum wage for three mm-hmm. hours less. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you got to pay them—you you know, you have to pay them at least minimum wage if they're not making it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, five hours a day at minimum wage just—it's it, not enough. And Um, I, I don't have the extra money (laughs) to pay the shift differential, but you know, there's in fact, I read an article in the Tribune uh, last week about where the cares money was going. Um, that the state said that, oh no, we already have it spent. In fact, there's millions and millions of dollars being spent putting up cell phone towers along I-70 corridor. I read that in the trip. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that fight covid how does that, like, help families get yeah. through this time? A cell phone tower on I-70 mm-hmm. so you don't drop your call on your way to Moab or something? Like, <laughs>
0: yes. it's not, it's not really benefiting they're, people. They're gonna.
2: Right, right. So I, I think if, if they would, like Kirk was saying, if they would just have a conversation with us, we're in the industry. Like, if they had a conversation before the shutdown, then we could, give some input. Like, mm-hmm. like if they come to us with a problem, like, Hey, you know, what do we do? Or how can we solve this? Like, tell us the problem.
0: Talk then a little bit about, how, do you feel like maybe they're really waiting? Oh, do you think they're waiting for the federal government to do something? I think uh, yesterday, somebody called it kind of a game of chicken. Like, okay, are they going to move? Or are we going to move? Uh, you know, are they waiting for the federal government to do something?
1: You know, that's a, that's a great point. And that, that is I what, that I'm, about. <laughs> that's what I'm super, super scared about, quite frankly, because if they do, and there is a package that is, is carved out right now for the small businesses and specifically the hospitality workers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it's like 120 million, I believe if I was reading it right. and, and, and right now, there's there's in a stalemate, you know, between the two parties. I mean, for heaven's forbid, you know, we all just get together and do the right thing. But even if that gets passed, even if it gets passed, okay, this money isn't going to trickle into the pockets of the people that need it until probably February, and oh, and maybe even March. So, and you know, there was also a, a, a news article that said that it that the 10,000 bars it was this is national numbers mm-hmm. 10,000 bars or or restaurants will shut down in in the next uh 17 days so every 10 every 17 days right now 10,000 bars and restaurants are shutting down my point is bring that back to good old utah and and we don't have those kind of numbers obviously however Dave and I know firsthand, and of course, we're not going to call them out, but we know firsthand multiple bars and restaurants that just flat aren't going to make it through this. They've already had a hard enough time getting shut down in in March and then being able to reopen in May, but with extra expense of making sure that they adhere to the guidelines and so on and so forth. And that's something else that I think people forget. We've invested a lot of extra money with a down uh with having uh, less people allowed into our establishments we've invested thousands and thousands of dollars in hiring more staff to ensure that everything's wiped down in between guests making sure that everybody's taken care of and keeping social distancing keeping their masks on the different the extra money that we and cleaning supplies that we've had to do we've invested all of this extra money for half the people to come into our establishments so we have already suffered the impact and now To have this happen, where they're going to lose all that between 10 and 1 p 1 a.m., they're not going to make it. It's too much.
2: Well, and I've I've read and I'm sure you'll get comments uh, from the public about uh, I've heard the greedy bar owners and they're just not, you know, they're not making enough money. It's not about the money we're making. It's mitigating the losses that we're like. None of us are making any money. We're all losing money. I have to make that, suit, but I do <laughs> not know of a bar owner who is making money right now. So all the Karens are gonna like <laughs> attack the, the evil bar owners or whatever. Yeah. we're not making money. So and really, we're we're more concerned at this point right now. I don't want to lose my staff. I love my staff. I want to take care of my staff. But like, I didn't shut us down at ten. It yeah. wasn't
0: my. <laughs> well, talk, talk a little bit. Talk a little bit about because I think people maybe who don't drink uh, for whatever reason uh, don't understand how bars and restaurants drive other parts of the economy, right? I, I think mostly tourism, but housing, luring businesses. I mean, talk about, maybe talk a little bit about you know why it's important maybe to save this industry and not just let it die. Either one I'm of you. Tell you <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll- i'll take that for a minute and then dave can add on the the more experience and more intelligent comments but uh you know the the here's dave started to to touch on this just a second ago you know there's there's so many tentacles that that are that come from our establishments so let me just run down a few first of all we collect a substantial amount of sales tax okay so I have a spreadsheet that's been keeping track of of what we did the three months prior to the shutdown, and so during it's it's post COVID, but here's real numbers, and now here's here we are during this shutdown, this net mandate that he's got. So right now you you have sales tax, which is a substantial amount of sales tax that we generate for the state of Utah. I mean this is this is huge huge money. Then you also have the payroll and employment taxes that we pay. Then you also have other things like security. You know, they, they, you know we have, have security that we, we hire. Some are in-house, some are outsourced. So you have a security company, again, payroll, payroll, taxes, so on and so forth. Yeah.
0: We've we lost the live stream. So she Uh-oh. says pause for just a minute while we're getting that back on. Oh yeah. I don't know. Technology, Technology. Um, uh, Yeah, we noticed that for whatever reason it stopped uh, going live. So um, Sarah jumped in.
1: Herbert. (laughs) Herbert, Uh, he he shut us down.
0: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Although I still have a little live green button right here on my. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we're, yeah, it's live in in Crowdcast, but on Facebook it stopped for some reason. that's odd. I'm pretty sure I checked all the correct boxes when setting up this stream. Um, so let's <laughs> see what's going on. Oh, my phone. Okay. Well. It was going great until that
1: <laughs> Give you something to look at while we're getting this handled, hey, right? hey, what, what? Oh, that's nice.
0: Hey, what fed? What court did you file that lawsuit in Kurt while we're just breaking here? So I can look that up.
1: It's the, it's the third district. Uh, and the, let me get it here.
0: And how many bars are on it?
1: You know, this is, this is a great, uh, comment that I actually was going to bring up in the, but, um, so there's, there's over 35 bar owners that want to be part of this when they realized that they had to pay so many of them didn't even have four or $500 to chip in for the lawsuit because they're, they're that broke. I mean, so there's only, I think, I think we have like 14 that are actually on it. Okay. And, uh, it's, it's super sad though. I was like, Oh gosh, to hear that, you know,
0: I just, it makes me sick. I, I yep. uh, you guys can't really wait till the end of the year, right? I mean, I've, I'll ask this when we're live again, but you can't really wait until the end of the year for. Well, we'll just wait and see what happens, like.
1: Yeah, third district court. Okay. And it, and it's a, uh, uh, Kirk Kirkship, at all versus Herbie Lovebug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. I thought
1: I thought my attorney was joking about that, but I uh, but I think she's serious. She she filed it saying uh, versus Herbie Lovebug.
0: <laughs> who's, and who's who's your attorney?
1: Janelle Bauer with Jones Waldo. It's actually the state of Utah that okay. it's first, yeah. because okay. we can't, can't sue Herbert it. individually yeah, yet. Okay. Okay. I can send you a copy of the. Um, lawsuit right now if you want
0: oh yeah yeah kathy s at sltrib.com okay still working on getting this back up guys
2: uh kirk did you hear about uh there's a meeting at club 90 today at one o'clock yeah i'll i'll take i'll take notes
1: So Janelle, I talked to Rachel uh, and told her that uh, Janelle can be available by phone, so they're going to get her on speaker as well so that she can offer any illegal advice. I know Rachel already has a a corporate attorney or something coming in. So,
0: Okay. Is this another, is this different than the lawsuit, the the Club 91 p.m. meeting, or is it just
1: it's it's from my understanding when i and, and uh so rachel and um jesse own club 90, club 90. and mm-hmm. they and they have um some uh people that have gotten together <laughs> trying to look at some other options that we might have uh and how we can all band together and and uh so they're inviting a bunch of people over there around one o'clock to bar owners uh, mm-hmm. restaurant owners you know people that can get together and collaborate to mainly try to find things that we can do to try to get through this since I didn't finish watching the press conference because this started. Um, so I don't know if anything, did he address the, did you watch the rest of the press conference? Did you watch the rest of press conference? Oh, it's still going. Yeah. Have they brought up the lawsuit. Okay. So my business partner's here watching it and over there's Greg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they'll say something like we can't comment on pending litigation that's what they always say yeah
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: we are unable to comment on pending litigation
2: one well, on the on the other side of it um we have you know, the salt lake area restaurant association utah hospitality mm-hmm. association we have a lobbyist who is working his butt off um okay. but he can't he can't get into the governor um so he's just kind of talking to legislators and legislators we've we've got a few on board who are like yeah, you know we support getting rid of the 10 p.m curfew thing um but they're not the ones that did it so i mean we could just if
0: Baby, we're, we don't you know,
2: need we're putting pressure from one side pressure from the other side so maybe we can get something going i don't know
0: yeah yeah it's just well, even it's, even it's our, i know even
1: our mayors even the, I know that our, even our, our mayors Salt Lake County and Salt Lake City, you know they would they they think that some things can change and obviously I can't speak directly for them because they probably don't want to get in a fight with our governor but but because it's a state of emergency, they have absolutely zero say in in what happens and you know and it would be much better if this did happen by you know city or county uh, rather than as a state mandate and then well I guess the one change he did do is, People that are in uh, moderate areas actually can now stay open past ten. He did say that in the last mandate.
0: But there, but most of the state is in right. high, right? So moderate yeah. is I yeah. don't know Paiute County. I, I'm not <laughs> even sure. <for> that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, it's like 95. Wait, is, there, is there a bar? Place. Is there a restaurant there?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, no.
1: That's what I was going to say. There's not a restaurant. Like, I places.
0: think that everybody, every county, all. I mean, I think at least 28 of the 29 counties are in high uh, restrictions, maybe, maybe less, but I just think most of them are in the high restriction area. So, uh,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. if, if you look Which at it clearly you know, shows, sorry, Dave, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, I, I was, uh, this might be going a different direction, but you look at the liquor sales, liquor sales are not down. People are still drinking. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to stop drinking so either they drink at one of our places which is great which drives the economy which is you know feeds people and and wipes things down and sanitizes things or they're gonna drink at people's houses so to shut us down through new year's eve people are still gonna party their butts off on new year's eve
0: i hadn't even thought about new year's eve right oh
2: yeah oh well we do (laughs) And that's the thing too. Like, like, do we do we book entertainment? Do we, you know, do we throw a party? Do we? I mean, yeah. My plan yeah. is right now to do, do a 10 p.m. countdown at on New Year's Eve. Do like a East Coast, <laughs> a New York New Year's New Eve. New York New Year's <laughs> <laughs> Eve. Yeah. Oh. But then you know, you know, after they leave the bars, and we kick them out at 10 o'clock. They're, they're gonna, gonna go pass. right home and go to bed, do the responsible thing. No way. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there, I mean, there, there, yeah. there
2: is such. What what Kirk mentioned earlier, you know, about the speakeasies opening up. There's there's a a need for people to get together, and that's that need is being met.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We were asked to act like restaurants in May, so yeah. you can open back up, but not as a bar. I haven't been a bar since March. Fifteenth,
0: 15th. 15th. yeah, really? yeah. I've been uh, a
2: restaurant since we opened back up.
0: Because you could do takeout, right? You can't do cocktails to I, go. Well, no, at, none
2: of that at a bar. No, yeah, you can't. At, and that's not going to save us either. No. I don't. I don't sell. I'm not going to make money on cocktails to go or beer to go or or food delivery or I, that stuff. Doesn't feed babies wow. and pay child support and you know all that I stuff know. I
1: know.
0: Now, did you hear that what about so what about uh oh so
1: I just got a text from my attorney and she's saying that Herbert said that he's going to meet with the hospitality industry. I wonder who that's is it's probably gonna be you guys Dave because he probably because he probably won't yeah! meet with me. Okay so I don't know when, <laughs> when and if that's gonna happen but
0: okay so we've been putting some
1: um, pressure
0: on him um, and
1: uh, well, yeah, I, I have a feeling that uh, he's not going to talk with me because I'm not part of a, you know, a, or a on the board of the big group. I'm part of, you know, the the Salt Lake uh, Restaurant Association as of a couple of days ago, because Dave and I have finally got me put in there. But uh, I'm sure Dave will be representing us well and, and we'll have some other people. I would love to be there. Uh, you know, because I think that this is such a huge impact on our industry and, you know, the, the other thing going back to the tentacles is, you know, we we employ a substantial amount of people in this industry. Okay. Uh, Dave was saying earlier, he has over 150 employees, just him, just just his bars that doesn't, you know, and there's so many different places, but you think about all the sales tax or excuse mm-hmm. me, the employment taxes that we pay. But then that what they are able to put back in the economy, I mean, they're put, put, putting rent, they're buying groceries, they're going out. I mean, this is impacting so many more things than just the bar or the bar owners. You know, the bar mm-hmm. owners, are, we're, we're, not, we're not making money. I mean, with the extra money that we're having to spend to just keep things safe, it, it's, we're not making much money. We're just doing it more to keep our employees employed because we have great teams. They're mm-hmm. great people.
0: I think the service sector is the fourth largest industry in Utah is what I'm hearing so uh, maybe talk a little bit about there is a kind of a petition drive called Save Utah Jobs Um, and I think people can go online and um, kind of sign the petition and kind of support you. What are some other ways maybe people can uh, support the bars.
2: Um, I, I do have to, I do have to shout out to all of our, all of our regulars who have been coming out. Um, all of the people who have been, if, if they're too scared to come out, they're ordering DoorDash or they're taking, you know, pickup or whatever, mm-hmm. but the ones that are coming out, they're, they're taking such good care of our servers. They, they've been tipping, like I've looked at our tip percentages and even though our, our sales are way down, but our tip percentage is way up. So so people understand the plight that that the service industry is in and they understand employees and um, they're they're the ones bearing the brunt of of this closure. those yeah. so, yes, more than anybody else. Most bar owners, we you know, we like work on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and you know in Utah's one of your employees could do something stupid, and get you shut down for a month or 45 days. And mm-hmm. So we're all kind of prepared for this disaster, you know, for something, nothing like this ever came in. But our, our tipped employees, the money they make on Saturday is to pay the bills that they have to do on, on Monday. Yeah. I mean, they're notorious for, you know, like they get that cash on Saturday night to pay the bills that are coming up. They're not big planners. I love them. I love them, but they're not the greatest planners. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, they're like a lot of people, they're living paycheck to paycheck. So when the paycheck goes down, right, then yeah. that's a struggle. Hey, well, we have
2: ever... a paycheck, pay. paycheck to paycheck for them as what I'm saying is, is their, their paychecks are like $30 because most of their paycheck goes to taxes to pay their tips, but they mm-hmm. walk away with the tips every night. So yeah. they're, they're really working day to day.
0: Yeah we do have a comment from a reader and i think it's it's kind of more do you feel singled out she's linda says um stupidest decision ever considering people are packing the stores for christmas shopping the virus doesn't come out after 10 p.m so i mean do you feel like
1: you're kind of singled it doesn't? out it doesn't come out 10. I, I always tell everybody hey at 10:01, are you yeah. can't drink or you're gonna get the covid
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, do you feel like you're singled out and you're such a big, like if you're the fourth, the biggest industry, are you being kind of singled out?
1: Well, you know, the, the, there's a, Linda makes a big uh, point here and that uh, the amount of people that are packing into the malls that are packing into these big box stores and, you know, that's all fine and dandy, you know, that, uh, and they don't, they don't take anywhere near the precautions that we take to keep the people coming into our establishment safe i mean it's not a, it's not even close with what they do i mean we're if somebody comes sits at a table and it's the second they leave we sanitize the and chemical that down so that it, it there's if there was anything on there it, it's it's going to be gone with like that but not in any of these big stores and balls and so on and so forth so i i don't know if we're being i can't figure out i don't know if we are being picked on Um, But I I definitely can't understand when the CDC has given us the requirements we need to uphold to stay open and we follow them and even add to them. And yet then they tell us that the CDC must be wrong. Why aren't they saying that? Because if they're saying we need to shut down at 10 o'clock, that means what the CDC told us we need to do to be safe and be open. That means they're wrong, which clearly they're not. So, who knows? Maybe we are getting picked on. It's Dave's fault.
0: Because we we've have... got
1: Dustin over here saying that Dave rocks. Dave so rocks. <laughs> okay. Dustin is a fan. It's...
0: Dave rocks. <laughs> okay. They, well, I think uh, anything they, else you want they to leave singling, with? They are
2: singling this industry out. Okay. Uh, um, I, was I think just going to add to that. We, Go ahead. This is, we are oh we are being singled out this is i mean it's it's targeted directly to the like the heart of bars it doesn't really affect restaurants even it's bars it's, it's bars. you it's your fault it's your fault like that's what they're telling us bars like the reason this is going up it's your fault Finally, yeah. he tells everybody to wear masks. Great, that's scientifically proven. Wear masks, right? We've been doing mm-hmm. it, but you're you're also at fault. So we're going to shut you down at ten. So it's that's our fault.
0: Yeah, but, but you feel like the numbers don't lie, yeah, right? That was the
1: message. <laughs>
0: yep, I like it. Well, I think no, the numbers don't good. lie,
1: and I'm I know you're trying to shut us down, and I'm just going to make this comment one okay, good. more time. Okay. The, the 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 cases have been substantially higher since they put this in place first of all second of all deaths are substantially higher now obviously they thought okay it's going to take a couple of weeks of this shutdown to see if there's improvement there's not our numbers are still substantially higher from the day that we started it, that they put this mandate in place on november 8th and then the other part is okay unemployment up 35%. This just this last week is up 35%. Okay? This is what Herbert's doing. This is what they're doing to us right now is they are taking this part that they don't realize is such a strong part of the economy like you said the fourth largest industry in Utah and they're crumbling it. They are crumbling it.
0: Okay. That's all the time we have today, Kirk and Dave. Thank you for being patient and spending time with us. Uh, And thank you to the readers and listeners for tuning in. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks.